Welcome back, everybody. This is Farouk. This is Jarvis. And this is the Old Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. So we're going to get right back into it today. Uh, we have a special guest with us, uh, Mr. Chris Knight, a.k.a. Teddy, um, <laughs> who's a force to be reckoned with in the R&B music industry. Um, and next month or so, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of, uh, of him on social media, on the billboard charts and whatnot. Uh, so this is a privilege and a treat to have him uh, here with us today before all that happens. Uh, Chris, man, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, brother. Yo, what's going on? It's Chris Knight, uh, a.k.a. Teddy. Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man, I'm uh, Chris Knight, rigid from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, raised in Dublin, Georgia. Uh, music has been um, a part of my life for the past 11 years. Uh, it's been in my life since I was five years old, but really started doing it professionally, you know, 11 years ago, man. It's been a, it's been an honor and a, a privilege, man, to sing for a host of people. So I'm happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Of course, of course. Jarvis and I were just talking. Um, we were at the New Year's Eve concert at the Vice Star Arena where you opened up for the Isley Brothers and Anthony Hamilton and all that stuff. And right. In 2019, you know, you opened up for Ja Rule, Kim Michelle. How's that experience been for you? It was a great experience, man. Um, being around people that you uh, you was raised raised up listening to, you know what I'm saying, kind of idolized. Yeah. Uh, those people, man, and it's uh it was a blessing. It was a big blessing, man. I'm just I'm happy to be in that position to um grace the stage with those people. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And this far it it sounds like you have a lot of documented success. I mean, what what's what, some of the big projects you're currently working on? Um, right now, we just dropped a record called Slide In, uh, Miss Erica, and uh, A.N.T. out of Atlanta, Georgia. A, he uh, produced the record. Erica co-wrote the record with myself. Um, Erica wrote for Eric Bellinger, uh, Bryson Tiller, um, a slew of other people, uh, Pleasure P. She just wrote for Sammy and a couple others. So we uh, we collaborated on that project, man. It's crazy record. It's on all platforms. Um, we're releasing um, a project with Mr. Hanky uh, next month uh, called My Way. It's a real dope record. Hold on, hold on. Mr. Hanky is in the producer produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usher and City yeah, Girls. Yeah, multi platinum producer, uh, Mr. Hanky. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He co signed the record too, man. So big ups to my whole team of ARs and, you know, Farouk, who's a uh, part of my, my publishing company uh, that we created together. And, um, Listen, it's, it's going to be a good ride. Hold on, hold on, Chris. You know, for a lot of people who are thinking, uh, City Girls fe- featuring Usher, that's the number one song in the country right now. Yeah. It was produced by Mr. Hankey, who's a Grammy award-winning producer. Right. How in the world did you pull that off? Uh, really, it was the relationships, man. Yeah. Um, It's about not taking no for answer. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like if God made it, we could touch it. <laughs> So I, um, one day I, I inboxed him. My, my, well, I'm gonna back up. My aunt, I was like, "Listen, why don't you reach out to him? You are, you know, you got, you got the, you got the swag, and you know, you got the the rapport. Why don't you reach out to him? I reached out to him. It was an instant situation. And I said, "Man, I'm gonna get my aunt to hit you up. Man, we're gonna go from there." Really? And uh, it was all. Uh, it's been history ever since. Then we we clicked like we're like good friends now. So. What made you? Uh, what do you think made him? respond to your ticket chance on you because if we're being honest there's a lot of artists out there who do the same thing you do or who do the same thing you did as yeah. far as dm the producer or dm the songwriter or someone up in in that uh in that field he's humble man all right like we was, we was in the studio with him in atlanta and it was like one of the most humble experiences ever you expect this producer to come in and be all cocky and arrogant and no. all it was just like one of us, you know what I'm saying? He was just down to earth, and um, he showed us love. And we, he sat through the entire session. We had four hours in the studio. He had one hour to pick beats, <laughs> one hour to write the record, which we didn't need all that. It took us like 45 minutes to write the record, um, to arrange the record vocally and record it. So um, all together, man, it, he was like very impressed. He co-signed the record. He said, "Man, listen, the, the, your voice is gel with the beat. I ain't got nothing to say." 
You know what I'm saying? So it, it was. Man, a, how did it feel? How you feel, man? It's it's humbling, man. You know, like the process of becoming an artist, man. It's it's not it's not easy as people think it is. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know what to do and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's more so of development and developing yourself within the within the the industry. I'm to the point now where I don't need to be developed. You know what I'm saying? I, I get in, I show up and I do my job. I let the music speak for itself. I don't do a lot of talking. You know what I'm saying? You, you give me a beat and I know I'm under pressure, I'm going to get it done. Now, you say music. Speaking of that, what type of music do you even create? So, for the new fans and the future fans that you're going to garner uh, that are wanting to know, what type of music do you even create? We create real R&B, man. Um, I'm a, I'm a more I'm more so of a, a 80s baby, 90s baby. You know what I'm saying? I like I like the Ushers and the Jodeci, um, even on the, the the other side. I like the, the on the pop side, In Sync and Backstreet Boys. I like I like records like that. They are that's meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Records that that that, that tells a story. You know what I'm saying? So as far as like, it it just takes development, man. It's, you can't get out here and one thing you can't teach is talent. You only can enhance the talent for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's with any industry. Right? Either you got it, or you don't. Man, it's. I'm gonna tell you why why your ability is so so incredible to me because nowadays you hear about a lot of people trying to be a rapper, but it's very rarely you hear somebody say, "I'm finna just make R&B, commit to it, you know, and take it all the way through." So, like, what? I guess what what helped you start? Like saying, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to R&B. Like, I know I can sing, but I ain't trying to rap. I ain't. What, what makes you optimistic about yourself? Man, I tried the rap thing, man. <laughs> I failed miserably. <laughs> I failed, man. I'm just, I'm just not the type of person to call women bees and hoes and music. And that's not, that's not what I do, man. Right. I'm more so of a. I like to tell stories, real stories, with the, with the, the lyrics, man. I like, I like to be meaningful. And not saying rap isn't meaningful. Well. The old school rap is meaningful. You got a couple artists these days who talk about something in the music, but um, it ain't. It's it's what's in my heart, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It ain't a facade. It's not something I'm trying to become. Right. It's not It's it's already in me. You know what I'm saying? Now, who do you say your audience is? Like, who's your target audience? Who do you write these songs for? Is it for ladies? Is it for the is mature, it for men? The mature women. I, and you, honestly speaking, you be tw- you can be twenty two and be mature. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be uh, always in the forties and the fifties. I, I, I created catered to those audiences that's, that's not scared to spend three hundred for a VIP table. You mm. know what I'm saying? The group of women is in a sorority, or you know, the group of women that you know that they're, they're just classy. Yeah, you know, I I want to draw those people, even even some of you know some of the some of the ratchets like my music too, you know. What <laughs> what I, mean? <laughs> I I don't, really I don't discriminate. If you love R and B, which is the soul of everything, right. you know what I'm saying. If you love R and B, you can you can gravitate to the music, bro. Chris, you're not lying, you know, because even I was thinking about this the other day. Usher had a Tiny Desk concert about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. two or three weeks ago. And he went viral for, you know, the watch this, watch yeah. this kind of stuff. But I was thinking to myself, all the hits he was singing about, I was right there singing with him. Like, I was there. Right. Like, I produced or co-wrote those songs. Keep in mind, those songs happened almost 30 years ago. Right. I feel like that's the real power and significance of R&B, real music like you were alluding to. Right. It's timeless. It's not something that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. This thing is going to be here oh, 30, man, 40 years like, from man, now. Listen. Let's talk, we want to be a household name, man. I don't want to be a one-hit wonder. You know, we, we got records. You feel me? We got records that the world need to hear. So it's not a situation where we're going to create this new record next month and drop it, and you're not going to hear it no more. These are We have records that are timeless records that the world is going to hear. Just take one for us to get out there. And for the world to gravitate to it. And they're going to start streaming. They're going to try to figure out, okay, I want to hear more. You know, their minds are going to start going, okay, I want to hear. What does he really have to say? And we got those records. Gotcha. 
what and what is your create like your creative process to, to create those results like as far as making people like giving people a wild experience when they listen to your music what did you do to create that like how what's making you chris knight like, i like to create at nighttime when things are subtle mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like when i write my kids are using the bed you know what i'm saying the house is quiet and that's sometimes the best time to pray too yeah when it's quiet in the house it's like it's you, your, your alone time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like therapy to me. For sure. So I like to create when, it, when it's n- at nighttime. Even when I'm in the studio, I will book a, tonight session, a, a night session, and I'll stay until like 3 in the morning because that's that's the best time for me to create. That's when my mind is going. Mm-hmm. Throughout the daytime, it's like strictly, it's like more so business, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do here and do here, but when things are settled, that's when I start creating. That's my favorite time to create, actually. So, before we go further into the business side of the music industry, uh, I want you to tell the audience, too, as far as the genesis about the started. What got you into music, bro? Like, how did you even get into music? Because when I see... I'm not going to lie, Chris. When I saw you for the first time almost four years ago, I thought you'd be a rapper. I thought you'd be a security guard. I I, I thought you'd be anything but an R&B singer because we just don't see a lot of big dudes in r&b which in itself is a market on its own right but you know for folks who don't who don't know you or who are wondering how did you even get into r&b music or music well i play i play football first yeah um i've been saying since i was five but i play i played ball first so me playing ball um i got hurt in college and i was very discouraged i came home and i was like okay what i'm gonna do now my brother's like listen you got a voice so it's time to be heard. And I was always shy, so it was hard to um, express myself. So I started putting my my, uh, my thoughts and my my wisdom into my music. You know, that was the only way people would listen. So when, once I caught their attention, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this for real. Maybe I can start taking this serious. And I, I did um I did um an audition in Savannah, Georgia, for Soldier Boy. In 2011, 2011, 2012, and I auditioned like it was like a hundred people. It was open up for Soldier Boy, and I was the last one to come in. And the, the promoter was like, his name was DJ Will. I remember like it was yesterday. He said, "Man, out of everybody that came in here, you were the first one we called back because of your what you gave." Yeah. And he was like, "Man, we're impressed." You you got the slot to open up Soldier Boy. That's insane. So I just, all those people, man, and he said, if you can do this where nobody knows you, you can do it anywhere around the country. And that's that's all I needed. That's all I needed to go forward. And my brother used to talk to me about structure and foundation. He said, Chris, once you find yourself, which he's no longer with us, uh, he said, once you find yourself, people are going to understand you. They're going to believe in you. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? They're going to believe in you because of the fact that you're, you're able to show them, not just tell them. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I show what I can do. I don't just talk about it. And everything I do, it lines up. Just like I said, it's going to line up. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's a part of, you know, faith. You know, having faith in yourself and people trusting you. Getting people to trust your word. Because without your word, you ain't got nothing. Right. So... That's what's up. Now, you know, Jarvis and I are, we're not singers, we're not rappers, we're mostly in the business side of things. And uh, we want to cover a little bit of that today, too. As far as the music industry, man, walk us through um, the next steps for you as far as uh, signing a deal and uh, getting royalties or all that stuff. Because we know you're about to blow up, all right? Uh, What's the next process looking like for you? Um, do you go to a record label? Do you go to executive? How does that even work? Well, the, the labels aren't looking. So it's all about the right situation. What do you, you mean by that? Saying? When I say the right situation, it's, all, it's more to it than just money. The paperwork has to make sense. You know, I was uh, explaining to you a couple, like, like a month ago, um, 100% of, of something, 100% of nothing is nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'll prefer to give something to get to receive something. So a lot, like I said, a lot of artists are scared to sign the labels. They want to stay independent. Next thing you know, you're 40, 50 years old, still independent. 
because you was you was afraid to give up something for something. So, for, for instance, I'll give a label 40, 50% of what? Something. A song. Or masters. Or, masters. Sure. I'll give that up because you're going to make it big so I can have something. Mm-hmm. So my kids can have something. You feel me? So I'm not, I'm not scared of that commitment to a major. I'm not scared of that commitment to an independent major. Gotcha. And when I say independent major, like the QCs, which is quality control, or the uh, Hustle Game, which is the TI label, or um, the Rich Game. I'm not. I'm not scared of those situations. Slip or slide. I'm not scared of those situations because I know how to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I know if you invest in me, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to flip it. Because of the people that I have in my corner who are, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, that, that you're elaborating on that because, like, it just, it makes me remind, uh, it, it makes me think of your situation uh, at the beginning of the episode with, with Mr. Hanky. Um, it's all about networking, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as you, the label goes from what you said, um, I, I, th- I just think of, you know, Okay, if I'm gonna do this thing by myself, it's gonna take me 40 years. I'm gonna be 40 years old. Hmm. Versus if I allow myself to venture out and network with other people, you know, I have access to their resources. You know, right. and now I can expand. You know, so it's it's almost like you're a businessman and a singer at the same time. Right. You know, and right. I think a lot of artists, you know, they they feel like that aspect simply because they don't they they don't have that business mind. Right. You know? Because this thing is it's um it's 10 percent talent, man. Your talent matter because your talent will get you over that hump. But if your business is on point, you straight. You straight. I think it's Soldier Boy, man. It's phenomenal when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. Not saying the most talented in the world, but when it comes to business, he know how to structure those deals. Gotcha. He's he's uh, he know how to get those situations that matter. You feel me? So yeah. It's funny you said that because. Um Jarvis and I talk all, all the time. We were just talking about it uh, before this episode began about the songs and the artists we hear on the radio. I would say 60% of them don't really have any talent, bro. They just got behind a major powerhouse that was able to push them yes. and get them into the right hand. Structure, man. A lot of these songs on the radio, you hear them like, this is whack. But you get the right beat, you get the right mix. And you get behind uh, a label that's going to push you out to different markets. It doesn't matter. Someone's going to listen to the song. Someone's going to become a fan of it. I might not become a fan of it. Jarvis might not be a fan of it. But a little someone in somewhere is going to be a fan of it and keep on listening to that music. And you're going to make money. And I'm going to tell you this too, man. um, I was told a long time ago, probably like six years ago, six, six, six years ago. The guy was an executive. He used to manage. Um, uh, it was an older group. Not the Temptations. But he used to manage an older group. A couple older groups. And he said, Chris, I always remember it's about the sound. If people can't gravitate to your sound, you won't get them. He said, when I heard your record, you have that sound. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm willing to push you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was a record called Scream that I had a long time ago. It's still fresh. You know what I'm saying? I still can push it, re-release the record. But um, it's produced by T-Minus. Um, he, he's he's amazing also. A Grammy Award winner. Um, he was signed to Drake. Gotcha. Um, but he told me, I, when I got the record, it's called Scream, T-Minus, I, I sent the record. He said, Chris, man, I don't manage artists. I'm a booking agent. You know, I don't, I don't do this. But send me the record. Let me check it out. He called me back in like 30 seconds. It's like, Chris, is the best shit I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. He said, your sound is what what people are going to love about you. You know what I'm saying? And then send him a couple pictures and, you know, real dolled up and all that shit stuff, man. It was like, man, you got to look, too. 
Yeah, people gonna love you. They gonna love you. So Chris, you clean up. Yeah, I clean up real decent. I'm comfortable today. Clean up real nice. So he was like, "Man, your sound, man, your sound, and your look, man, is going to get you to the next level." I'm going to handle the business, and I've learned a lot from that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't really want to say his name. You know, it's, you business know, is business. Yeah, business is business. But he he was he's a legend in the industry, man. Really big legend. He used to book Nicki Minaj, a couple others. But um, that's how I got a lot of my major shows. Also, your network. Is yeah, your network, man. man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So walk us through these deals, man. Nowadays, I get confused as a as a consumer, as a fan. It seems like everyone's signed to everybody. J- Meek Mill signed to Jay Z, who's signed to Rock Nation, who's managed by like how does these how do these deals even work? Like you just said, oh yeah, T minus or whoever was signed to Drake. How does this stuff? How does this stuff even work? What's the business side of this like? Like what are the three sixty deals? Do you get a, a cut? Do you get a a certain? Percentage? Oh yeah, absolutely. The 360, man, it basically label gets a part of everything you do until they recoup the money that they put up and the money they, they want on the back end, the percentage on the back end. So with 360, man, nine out of 10, they're going to push the hell out of you so they can get their money back. Mm-hmm. I would take a 360 deal so I can get that push that I need. Mm-hmm. I, I was signed for a year, two years, you know what I'm saying, to get to, to build my fan base. Because once you leave, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them jewels, bro. Listen, <laughs> artists, y'all better listen. Once you sign that deal, right, and you're out of that deal, you forever have fans. They're going to follow you everywhere you go. You drop a record tomorrow, they're going to they're gonna jump on it, especially if you get in there and do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So deals ain't bad. It gives you that structure that you need. Talk you know to them business, man. These people, these artsy <laughs> days, man, like, they just don't have the structure. Why in the hell you gonna sign a deal for a million dollars? It ain't a lot of money. You gotta pay your lawyer. You gotta pay your management. Next thing you walk away with like five hundred thousand, right? You need somewhere to live. These niggas buying chains. That's at least a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars for a chain. Yeah. I don't need that. That don't make sense. Let's take a hundred thousand dollars invest in real estate. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Let's go buy some land over here. Let's go put let's let's buy the land so people can put stuff on the land. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you guess what? They paying you for the rest of your life. They listen, man. The long term investment. The long term investment matters, man. If these people giving you all this money, invest in something that's gonna bring you money back. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's why a lot of artists are speaking negatively on these 360 deals, is because of their own individual mismanagement or lack thereof of managing their 360 deals you know they got in there and basically wet the bed and so now they have a negative uh perception of the 360 deal where as coming from a label perspective they're probably thinking it's not my fault we gave you what you needed you just hmm. didn't probably make the most of the opportunity but you know what i'm hating about the industry now man what? is the fact that they're it's all about numbers right so they don't give a damn if you're developed or not it's all about numbers. You can have a million numbers and be, un, be not, not be developed. So you get on stage, you walk around the stage like that shit in your pants. Right. Bro, bro. They're, they're not giving you the development that you need to be a long-term investment. It's all about the right now money. Chris, let's be honest. Why is that a bad thing? If I'm a businessman. Why? Yes. Why is that a bad thing? If I'm a businessman, I want my money right now. If I okay, see, if I see you, an opportunity to make my money, let me tell you why money. it's a bad thing. Because sure. if you ain't got a, uh, at least a million dollars insurance on this joker, and he got fifty-five niggas over here trying to kill him in the hood, guess what? He dead, right? I'm gonna take out a life insurance policy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But they just started doing that though. They didn't do it back then when Triple X died in uh, down south. They didn't have a, they didn't have an insurance policy on him. They just had his music. So they invested all their money in Triple X, right? He was more dead than he was alive. Mm. But his children ain't got nothing. You feel me? It's about development. These artists need to be development. Need to be developed. They dying. They getting signed. They gotta. They 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 gotta live that reputation now, of a thug, and they gotta live that. They gotta live that. In real Cause life. you got real thugs out here mm. in L.A. and New York and Georgia and Florida. You got really real thugs out who really live that. So you come in my neighborhood, you got you all that stuff you was talking. You gotta, you gotta show me. You gotta live it. Yeah. 
Now you dead. And guess what? The label, you got a dead artist on your hands. And you just gave him $2 million. $10 million. All his assets. What? You going to resell him? <laughs> you got an artist that you put $10 million into. Mm-hmm. Signed him for five years. Now he's dead. Nine times out of ten, you done blew half that money already. Bought his mama house, grandma house. So this, they're paying this, you a lot. This, like this, a this chick over here, he done bought her like four or five purses. Birkins. Birkins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, it's a listen. As a as a as an executive, as a CEO, I'm going to teach my artists how to invest in proper things. How to get life insurance. We got to start developing these artists, man. Which means development take a little bit more time, right? Mm-hmm. But while you're developing the artists, you're keeping them on stage. You 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 throw, you throwing big shows. It's a part development process, bro. My first major shows were R. Kelly. First major show here in Jacksonville, at Club Club Pure. You that was my development stage, bro. You opened up for him. Yeah. My development, that was All-Star Weekend a couple years, some years ago, right here in, uh, in Orlando. He came through here. Bro, that was part of my development stage. And every show, that, every show that I did, I got better and better and better. Now to the point, these niggas can't see me on stage. They can't see me. You got to bring it. If Listen, if I'm going on before uh, Life Jennings or Anthony Hamilton, my job is to make sure when you get on the stage, these people are already ready to go. The audience. They're ready to go. Yeah. And I carry that weight well. You know, I will say, and Jarvis, chime in here. I don't know if you agree with me. Chris, that's all fine and dandy. You're just a better per- better person than most. I don't care nothing about developing you. If you got a single out there and I'm going to push it and I'm going to make my money off of it as an executive, that's what I'm doing. I don't care about it. That's on you. I- I'm about accountability. You as an individual, as an artist, that's on you. To seek development, to mm-hmm. tell me as an executive, hey, I want to do this, to find the right people in your circle to say, hey, bro, let's not blow this money on chains and whatnot. Let's go get real estate. That's on you. My job is to make the numbers work okay. for me I'm a, I'm and a, my lady. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, right? You look up right now how much is how much how, how a million dollars, how much you gotta make on streaming to get a million dollars. You're gonna have to push the shit out of that artist. And you got to keep dropping money into them because the right record would take an artist to the next level. But the right development would keep an artist for a long time. As, a, as, as an executive, yeah, you think about the dollar right now, right? Mm-hmm. But shit, you got to think about the long term too. You just signed him last week. Guess what? He was too dumb to get out of his own damn city. Mm. Wow. Now his ass on the concrete, stretched out. Yeah. This is the stuff that they need to know, bro. People don't even know. You make more money streaming through Tidal than you do Apple Music. Yeah. That was a big deal a couple years ago when uh, Taylor Swift, that entire thing came out. So what was your your answer? Bro, listen. You got to stream more than a million times, bro, to see $500,000 to $100,000. You got to stream, bro. And them, them, them coins. Depend, prepare, um, the, them, those are coins. Depending on what you invested in, bro. You just gave him ten million dollars. So you gotta keep dropping, keep dropping. But again, you sat him last week, right? Mm-hmm. He dead the next week. Because people are not, they're not, they're not teaching you what to do once you get this money. Right, but is it the is it the, is it the, is it the artist's job to is that their job you know or is that somebody else's job on the team to be you know like a manager right a man a manager should be managing that money again like you said the but, artist should be putting on getting the crowd ready for Anthony Hamilton on the stage but only thing a manager can do is tell you what to do you're as an artist you're gonna make the last decision right yeah so. We need big but homies. But what you need a management for at that point? What, what you need a manager? If, if you're not going to listen to If you're not listening, if you, what you paying him for? If right, you're going to listen to right, him. Right, 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 right. That's, bro, that's, 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 that's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a difference between a developed artist 
Okay. And an artist that okay. just jumped off the porch. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're giving a kid who ain't had shit $10 million. So what you're saying is art, like art, okay. If 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 you if you upcoming artist and you getting pretty hot, you need to go ahead and start getting your team together. Yeah, you gotta get your team together. I would probably say maybe have a team before you get hot. Or be, hold on, sometimes that's fuck. That's on you fuck yourself. If you're not ready for it. Now me personally, I got a team already mm-hmm. before I because I'm prepared for that, right? Sure. But if you have a team, right, and they're not business oriented, the label will put somebody on you. Okay. They'll put some. They'll put a manager on you that okay. has. Yeah, because that's their investment. Right. That yeah. that has the experience of being a manager. Right. And you're going to listen to everything that manager say because guess what? You're going to listen to everything that manager say because the fact that he he's going to report to the label what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They will shelf you <laughs> if you're not listening. If you're not listening, and don't supposed to do. That's that's the old industry that I miss, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. A lot of these cats, they they got their cousin who's a convicted felon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm serious. Yeah, I got their cousin who's a convicted felon sure. over over their finances. Right. And this, that's why I this nigga wanted you want to change. You got to change. He want to change too. <laughs> it's more envious in, in than business. Yeah. It's more being. It's more enemies than being business oriented. Yeah. Bro. You feel me? I'm just I'm just giving y'all the the roots ins and outs. Yeah. You know. As a business person, it makes me happy to actually hear this kind of stuff because business is everywhere. Everyone says, oh, it's artists, it's music. No, it's not the no, music industry. It's everywhere. A bi- yeah, it's not, the, it's not a music industry. Yeah. It's a business industry. I don't yeah. care what you say. Everything is business. Absolutely. Every single thing that happens. So it makes me happy that at least you as an artist, before you get to the to the mountaintop, you already know what's going on. So you're not, you're not looking at this five, ten years from now retroactively thinking, wow, I really, you know didn't capitalize yeah. or I, I got effed over or they took advantage of me so I, it just makes me happy you at least know what I'm you're doing i'm just happy i got smart people around me that's going to help me adjust to having uh having the finances for sure and it's going to help me um capitalize on what is given mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we're going to going to utilize this thing man and we're going to make the best out of it because the I, the goal is not to go back mm-hmm. to where we come from you feel me? I ain't trying to go back there. Man, I ain't. I ain't going back there. I'm right there with you, bro. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a circle back though to Fruit's question. So the three. The three sixty deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as how it works, I'm assuming, like, from what we just discussed, like, these underdeveloped artists aren't succeeding with these deals, or exercises the deals the deals correctly because they're un, because they're undeveloped right right they don't know what to do with okay, it okay so yeah. i guess my question for you now is you know how say i'm an artist i get a deal tomorrow mm-hmm. how do i get because you said back in the old day they'll give you they'll give you management now obviously that pro, that's not going on so i mean how, how, how do i get out here and go get this business like if, if none of my friends, you know, are business oriented, has no experience in, in management and all, whatever, whatever, how can I acquire a team to get help your, me? First thing you need to get a lawyer. Mm. <laughs> like a okay. retainer? Get my, put my retainer For and sure. get you an accountant. Matter of fact, I'll get two accountants. I'll get an accountant to audit that accountant. There you go. You feel me? Mm. You're always going to find loopholes, bro. Mm-hmm. Somebody always gonna try to beat you out of something. <laughs> Don't trust none of them. You feel me? But you're hiring these people because they're professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you respect them because of what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? So that, those those are my best options, man. Go go get your go get your lawyer first, and get you an accountant. Get your lawyer who how can I say has bodies. You know what I'm saying? Who has a reporting industry of of being a lawyer for different artists mm-hmm. you know, major artists there you go okay. you feel me so yeah get your lawyer first and get you two I'm, I'm gonna get two accountants man I'm gonna get accountant to audit that accountant you know what I'm saying gotcha alright well let's take a break from business side before we come back and wrap it up the folks really wanna know do you sing can you sing <laughs> are you legitimate so uh can you uh can you give us a sample 
of uh or give the folks a sample of what you do yeah 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 i know one of your favorite songs is uh my 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 yeah that's one of my favorites or summer yeah. rain I heard, I heard you kill it out in the first yeah go Put ahead on your red dress slip on your high heels and some of that sweet perfume it sure smells good on you slat on your lipstick and let all your hair down Cause baby when you get through I'm gonna show up you Tonight will be a special night No matter where we go And I'm so proud to be with you I just wanna let you know You got me singing my, my, my My, 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 my you sure look good tonight. My God. Yeah, yeah, My yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. My God. And I'm sitting down. Yeah, I ain't stretching the diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Teddy. 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 Chris, you impress me every time, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you a real singer. You a real singer, bro. Sing. You a real singer, bro. a lot of it. There's some people that came in here and can't, can't, can't just sit right there and do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny, man? You know what's funny? Corona exposed a lot of people. Oh my God! Corona exposed a lot of artists. Uh, yeah, man. And I hate to say it, I'm not gonna say any names because you know you're still making your bread, and <laughs> I, I, I still mess with you. But when artists were forced to go on stage and sing live, I'm like, what is going yeah, man, on? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is going on? I think it goes back to a point. It wasn't about talent. It was about marketing. Right. You know, and, and why you why you're saying that? You know, yeah, marketing or, or your network is your net worth. But by that same token, right, you can have some terrible artists that get in contact with some good network, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they in front of a million people million and get up people, there and yeah, get a bl- yeah. terrible man. Yeah, we see that all the time. You got to stand by what you do, man. So that's why the significance of what you just did, yeah, is legit, bro. Because yeah. a lot of people we see it on interviews, major interviews all the time, they get put on the spot to rap or to sing. And they come up with a flimsy excuse. Oh, my, uh, yeah. my throat's hurting today. Yeah. You know, I'm like, bro, just say you can't sing and you can't rap. Just tell us you have a ghostwriter. Like, well, I'm gonna right. say this, man. Um, you never know when your opportunity is coming. Yeah. Or when you, when someone is there to, you know, to discover you. Mm-hmm. But in the Bible it says you gotta be ready in season and out of mm. season. So I'm ready all the time, bro. Yes, sir. I'm ready, bro. Have you ever sung with a cold? Listen, bro. Listen. It, I sound better with a cold. I, I had to do a show, man. I remember it was yesterday. I had to do a show, and uh, it was my last leg. It was my last leg. I think this was with Michelle Lay. And the last show, I was so sick, bro. I was so sick. When It wasn't COVID season then. Mm-hmm. I was so sick, bro. And I swear, I sounded better without the music. I sound I sound better than I did when I'm healthy. healthy you yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's, it's all about ambition and pushing yourself through. My 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 dad always told me the show must go on. You gotta get these people what they pay for. Yep. You feel me? And that what the temptation said. I'm glad yeah. you think like that. The show must go on, I'm bro. Glad you think like that. It's I about the people. It's it? about the people. You gotta die to yourself in that moment, bro. Mm. And you gotta get these people what they pay for. They don't know what's going on with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They don't but, care. They don't but care. They came to see a show. Yeah. And that's why the promoters to call back, bro, because I don't I don't let nobody down. Yeah. You put me on something, my face is on it, my job is to show up and do my job. That's a true professional. Yeah. Hey man, Chris, we appreciate you being here with us. Just a couple I appreciate more. Appreciate y'all, man. Just a couple more closeout questions, brother. From the audience. Uh Keisha from Tampa said, What would you be doing right now if it wasn't uh if it wasn't for your music career? What would you be doing right now, bro? Um it's kind of hard, man. I'll be playing ball. I would still be playing ball. I've been, but I know you said you got hurt, though. I've so been like, out. Was if, that a recover? I, that, an injury you could have recovered from? Yeah, I could have. I mean, once you, if you sprain your ankle, oh, okay. it's, it's not worse than you should have broke your, it. You should have broke it, my ankle. Okay. My foot was like that. But Oof. once you uh, sprain your ankle, it's hard to get that. Mm-hmm. I was really fast before I sprained yeah. my ankle, but I was better. That's how I was better off breaking it. Mm-hmm. It would be more adjustable, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah. had I not gotten and got hurt, I'd have been playing ball. Man. No, right. Football was my life. Wrestling was my life. Um, that was 
So I, you, I was I was trained by uh, Nate Carr Jr. at wrestling. Okay. He's an Olympic bronze medalist. Okay. Yeah. So if it wasn't if you if it wasn't music, you'd be uh, an athlete. Yeah, athlete man for sure. I think a lot of people in yeah. that same boat. Man, everyone sees that stuff. <laughs> athlete for sure, man. I was really good for. What about your favorite artist? Any any anybody you look up to? Uh. I gotta say, man. I'm a Gerald Levert fan. Why is that? Um, because he represented for the big guys. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And he was he was raspy with it. it. Was like he gave these women. Um, he was the last teddy bear to actually do it. I ain't gonna. I don't know about the ones that came after him, but he was the last. He was the last guy that that really gave these women something to look up look up to when it comes to big guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, the new school man. I, I gotta say Mario, man. Mario's phenomenal. His voice, he's he was really underrated before this versus happened, man. Sure. He was very underrated. Speaking about versus, a lot of people got exposed on versus too. Yeah, a lot of people. My man. lord. He was very like he was very underrated before the versus though. Is yes. that something now is the versus something I know this is kind of off topic, but is versus something that, you know, is in your lane? Oh yeah, I wanna do it. For sure. Well, you, how you does do that it? work with like an R and B singer though? Uh, oh shoot, man! You, you just gotta have records. You gotta record, have records. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have records. You gotta have records out. Yeah. Nobody can do a verse with R. Kelly. Nobody. I don't think we literally can. That boy is locked up. <laughs> That's what no, I'm thinking. No, no. But, what, I, what, what, I, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you were, if you were to play this man music just to play it. He got records, bro. That boy gonna be in jail versus he, he, he is just he's just the, he's the king of R and B, bro. We can't we can't we listen. He he was a fu- it was messed up what he did. I ain't saying it. You messed up, but uh, you can't take his talent from him. He was he was something yeah. else, bro. Listen, else. just to validate what you said, and I'm gonna clarify. It was extremely messed up what he did. Even after the verdict came out. I was still bumping his music. On R. The, Kelly, man. Yeah, still, R. Kelly gonna slide. Bro. Yeah, he gonna slide, man. R. Kelly gonna slide. And everybody, it's even people ladies, that hate I, that man ladies, now. Ladies, we love you. We love you, ladies. We are yeah, all I, for the ladies. Sure, all yeah. for the ladies. He was wrong. Yes. <laughs> but his music sure. is so right. <laughs> Talk to his him, music, His music, man. His music is so serious, man. You can't take his talent from him, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's like they say you, they, you could... Take everything from a person but the education. You can't take his talent from him. I got you. Yeah. Well, in that case, let's wrap it up with a quick uh with a quick fire fire uh question. Talk to me. Chris Brown or Trey Songs? Chris Brown. Chris Brown or Usher? Usher. Wow, really? Yeah. Why? Why? That's two different lanes. Chris Brown's pop. Usher's R and B. Mmm. But if you put them on a the stage together. In like a versus capacity, who would have win? Have you seen Usher's show? No. Usher ain't got to dance. Usher put a bed on the stage, bro. And he went in. You feel me? That's seduction. You feel what I'm saying? That's what ladies want to feel. That's I'm right what, there with you, though. That's what tells stories. Chris Brown up there pop locking and popping his ass <laughs> all on stage. I don't want to see that shit through a show, bro. Yeah, I, mean, I want to hear. I want to hear R and B. I want to hear some solid R and B, bro, and go home make love to my old lady. Yeah, oh, that's fair. You feel me? That's that's how I feel about it. I'm not not taking on from Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. He's a phenomenal artist, but he ain't Usher, bro. Right. It's, we it's we talking about bedtime. We talking about um, nice and slow. Superstar, superstar, man, we, man, come on, yeah. we talking about records. Going to an R and B concert or show, I would definitely much rather see and hear some good singing versus yes. a whole bunch of dudes out there. Entertainment, yeah, 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 for sure. Gotcha. That's not yeah. what I pay for. I ain't Give pay you what they pay for. I ain't pay for you to pop your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> I pay for you the same, bro. Yeah, I want, I want to take this young lady home and make love to her. Yeah. So I will pop in Usher before I would Chris Brown. Yeah, for sure. got you. Okay. Yeah. Maxwell or Anthony Hamilton? Mm. Why you did that? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Mm. I tore Anthony Hamilton. I already knew he was going that route, baby. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna say Anthony, bro, because soon that nigga say, I can't stay away from you too long. Soon that shit come on, bro. Soon that shit come on, I'm standing up, bro. Yeah. Yo, baby, started saying. Soon that shit come on, I'm smoking. You remember 2019? Yeah. We in the audience, that nigga, that record came on, yeah. bro. I stood up immediately, bro. Yeah. 
His his listen his his show is crazy. Bro, his show is crazy. You know what's funny, man? I think that aligns with what you were saying earlier in the podcast about timeless records. These records came out twenty plus years ago, yeah, bro. and they yeah, are bro. still They're relevant. Still, still loving these records. My bro. kids are gonna listen to this record and still feel the same palpitation in their right. heart that I do. That's right. a very that's a very that's powerful because yeah. even think about it. Like just think about us, right? And I'm, again, I'm not saying nothing against rap music or whatever. But just think about us. Rap music that we listened to as a kid, we not bumping no, as right, much today right, right. as our parents were bumping their R and B and pop. Yes. When they was kids. This you talking about, like you said, 20, 30, in a lot of cases, forty, 40 years. Forty years, bro. Forty years. And up. Can you stand the rain? Oh, Charlene. Listen, it's like this. It's like this. Work. These right. these older R and B artists give you give men a reason to be vulnerable. If you don't listen, and I'm telling you some real shit, if you don't feel like being sensual, if you feel like being sensual, right, you can pop in some Teddy Pendergrass, and it'll put you in the mood to the point where you're showing your lady, oh, yeah, it's time to go tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't popping no damn Chris Brown and trying to be sensual. I got you. That ain't happening. Right. That ain't happening at all. Come on, bro. These people make timeless records. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Now I'm not saying Chris Brown ain't got a catalog because yeah, he does. We're not we're not hitting that. But we we ain't trying to I ain't trying to fuck Chris Brown, bro. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. You going to say it. I ain't trying to, I, I ain't trying to do that. I ain't trying to do that. All right, all right, all right. Beyonce or Mar- Mariah Kelly? Mariah Carey? I say Beyonce over Mariah? Yeah. Jarvis. She got a catalog, bro. Beyonce or Mariah? I just like Mariah. I'm saying. You sleep. I, no, I'm okay. I'm gonna say this. Mariah Beyonce has a catalog, right? Yeah. Mariah has sex appeal. And a catalog. It ain't like it ain't like Beyonce. Yeah, okay. Okay. Cause you gotta think. Beyonce had the Neos writing for her, right? Mm-hmm. She had the um um Even Brian Michael Cox. Producing. producing for her yeah. and writing for her, bro. Mariah had Jermaine Dupree, which is not a bad thing, but yeah. he, he also had tied to Brian Michael Cox and stuff like that. But she had a more, she had more of a variety of music, bro, to actually cater to these women, right? You talking about Beyonce? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So she, her catalog speaks for itself. All right. Mariah is dope. She got that high note. You feel me? But Beyonce will never, she'll listen. She can stand her own on stage without cracking anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. every note is flawless. Mm-hmm. I've never, never seen a bad show of Beyonce. But I see Mariah Carey fucking some shit. <laughs> hey, we still love her. We still love her, though. All right, last yeah, question right. Prince or Michael Jackson? In what aspect? That's hard, bro. Prince or Michael Jackson? This boy looking at you like you gonna answer the question. That's hard, bro. Answer the question, Chris. <laughs> they want their catalog crazy. Drum roll, please. Uh, we ain't gonna put I'm you gonna on the spot. Prince. You gonna say Prince? Yeah. Yeah. He gave you a certain type of exotic feel. You know what I'm saying? Is that when you play Purple Rain, it's just something. Bro, I was just about to say that. Does, it does something to you. I was just about to say that. That guitar solo is everything. It makes you want to just go out in the rain. Chills, yeah. yeah. It give you chills. It give you chills, bro. But one thing I say this, uh, and I'm going to leave it at this. Um, the Asley Brothers, I had a chance to pick up Ronald, not Ronald, but Ernest Asley. I have his number also. I had a chance to pick up Ernest Asley from the airport this year um, for New Year's Eve. We had a show together. Right here at Vistar Arena. And um, it was a 50-minute ride, bro. It was the most encouraging ride of my life. Mm. It's, you know, Ernest Isley is Ronald Isley's brother. The yeah. Isley brothers. Right. Um, it was the most encouraging ride of my life, bro. Why so? Why? Because he gave me knowledge. He gave me more knowledge about the music industry, bro, than anything. Do you know that their music is sampled in every damn thing you hear these days? Mm-hmm. Their music is sampled in everything you hear these days, man. And, bro, he told me, he said, listen, this is my number. Whenever you're in L.A., you let me know. And we're going to link up. And, listen, I haven't called him yet at all. I'm you don't want to waste it, huh? I'm going to wait till my time is right. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? 
Timing is everything. You but doing it right. The most encouraging ride of my life, bro. That's awesome. I was nervous, bro. I had a billion dollars in the back seat. I didn't want to mess up nothing. Mm-hmm. I had no wrecks, no bumps, mm-hmm. no nothing. Because he gave me knowledge, bro, for 50 minutes. And I will always remember that, bro. So, Man, Chris, I'm going to ask you for two things. First of all, Jarvis and I want to say we're excited for you. Mm-hmm. Legitimately excited for you. I feel like the next month and a half is going to be crazy. We're excited to hear that uh, single, that record with Mr. Hankey. Yeah. And we know it's going, it's going to do numbers and, and pop. But two things. Go ahead and tell the people where to find you, where they can find your music, how they can support you, the upcoming shows you have and, yes, yes, and yes. making in Jacksonville. Go ahead and tell the people. Okay. Um, I am on social media on everything. Um, Real Chris Knight. Knight is spelled K-N-I-T-E. So R-E-A-L, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, then K-N-I-T-E. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, um, title, title, Apple Music, and TikTok. Yeah. So you can follow me back. I do answer questions, man. But ladies, please, you know, you get in my inbox. Just you know, don't uh, you know, be vulgar because I don't reply to that stuff, man. I, you won't screenshot me. <laughs> <laughs> you want me yeah. to be? You won't screenshot me. But um, yes, man, it's, it's it's it was a pleasure being here, man. That's awesome. Right, listen, it's always good seeing you guys, and um, it's always good talking, man, because I wasn't a talker as, as a young kid. Yeah. Now I can express myself, man. These platforms like this that y'all offer, it gives us artists a platform to come to and actually express ourselves, man. Sure. So I want to give y'all a, a a hand clap, bro, and, and congratulate y'all on everything y'all doing because this is just the beginning. Man, Chris, we appreciate y'all. it. And one more appreciate last request, you. brother. Can you send us off with some summer rain? Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Go ahead. Storming outside when she keeps me home. Mm. Quiet conversation keeps me warm. So warm. Summer rain, sweet rain in the middle of the night when I'm alone. Alone, alone, alone. All right, that's enough. Hi, <laughs> uh, Chris. We appreciate <laughs> you, brother. We going over here. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, folks, thanks for, uh, for tuning in. My name is Farouk. And I'm Jarvis. And this is the Old Heads Podcast. Always remember. Always remember, stay in your lane. Swing, swing, swing.